welcome today to uh, Stefano Picasso, who is joining me for a discussion about uh, sustainability in supply chain. Um, now, Stefano has a very long um, track record in industry, um, uh, formerly the VP of operations at Firminish, um, the director of supply chain operations at, at Siegwerk, um, head of global supply chain management at Frankie, um, more recently the vice president of integrated supply chain uh, at Carlsberg. Um, currently he's a, a board member of Pet Recycling in Schweiz uh, and so has a clear passion for for sustainability in supply chain. And so I'm very pleased to uh, to welcome Stefano to this, this podcast today. Um, and I'll just start, Stefano, with, uh, you know, you have a um, a wealth of experience in the CPG and also the, the chemicals industry. Um, um, what's your reflections on how sustainability is changing over your career in supply chain? Uh, first of all, um, Matt, thank you to have invited me. So that's a really great question. So I would say in the last 20 years, um, sustainability has somehow changed from a corporate, corporate nice to have topic to a more uh, important and focused area. Um, maybe some industry have uh, already uh, worked a lot on it, like the chemical industry, because some uh, massive uh, accidents happened in the past, some want to avoid the bad media advertisement like the tobacco industry. But I would say, yes, now only it's really taking and a lot of more and more companies are embracing the journey. Um, it is also very important for us in supply chain to act because, as you know, 80% of the CO2 footprint uh, comes through scope-free and supply chain is, is a big actor of uh, scope-free. Thanks. Um and one of the things that, that I've observed and you've probably come across as well is that the, you know, today the, the, the conversation on sustainability is really focused on source, make and move. So how do we have you know, more environmental trucks or how do we have factories that, that are carbon neutral? But you just mentioned that 80 percent of uh, CO2 emissions come from a uh, scope three emissions are actually from the the wider supply chain. Um, and what I've seen is that there's been much less involvement of planning um, in the sustainability discussion. Um, but do you feel that this is right or do you feel that there's actually an important role for plan uh, and planning in the sustainability? Yeah, I, I do believe, yes, Matt, that's very important. I believe plan need to be more and more involved into the sustainability journey. Um, usually our planner, uh, planning director, uh, they lack this uh, experience. It's, that's maybe one of the, the reasons. I could also uh, answer your question with two different approaches, the approach of the CO2 footprint generations and uh, the approach of how we should take long-term and short-term uh, decisions. Uh, so maybe let's go for the more obvious one on the CO2 footprint generation. So a major contributor is low material and landfill. And that's why uh, plan uh, uh, will have a, 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 a major um, responsibility to minimize obsolete. 
so minimizing obsolete, even if they're going to a, a recycle economy, will be a, a, a very important decision to be taken. And that is in the end of planning. The second, the second uh, uh, impact could be transport, and usually we estimate that 5 to 20 percent of the, the, the CO2 footprint come from transport. Here we need to maximize the transport loading in terms of weight and in terms of volume. And here also planning function will have a great, great, uh, great uh, uh, accountability to minimize that CO2 footprint. And last but not least, also manufacturing uh, is a generator of, uh, uh, of CO2 and a bigger uh, water consumption in many industries. So we, we will in the future may need to schedule different uh, production to, me, to maximize, uh, for example, the, the heat recovery via the heat pump or to de reducing the water consumptions. So here also scheduling planning will have a role uh, to, to, um, to minimize our um, environmental uh, impact. If we look at the second dimension, the dimension of short term and long term, on the short term, uh, we will take different decisions about the inventory, where to put the inventory, when to move the inventory, uh, where to produce, when to produce. Can we get uh, electricity cost going down a certain moment of the day? Can we have can we get more green uh, electricity available? So we will take short-term uh, different decisions, and there are already some examples in the industry where we can see uh, that uh, that uh, element moving. The other one, other element, uh, is on the long term. Uh, we may decide to change our global physical footprint. Um, for example, we may take decision to have a footprint where we use more model transport, where we mix road and train to reduce the, the, the CO2 impact. But that's still not really, uh, still not um, some fact that I saw. It's more a fact that I can extrapolate will happen in the next years. Um, so I would say in the conclusion, we, you know, we have that um, miracle tri triangle in supply chain where we need to balance cost inventory and services. Tomorrow, we will have another one where it maybe it will become a square where we'll have to balance cost, inventory, service, and sustainability. And their planning will have a, 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 a major role to take the, the appropriate decision. Okay, thanks. That's really interesting. Um, and you're, I think when you when we talk about planning, um, we're seeing you know, people talking about planning you know, at a, a, at a at a big level, for example, um, you know, recently we've just had COP27, um, where some of the world's leaders and some of the world's leading organizations have been getting together to talk about sustainability and how do we have a, a more sustainable future. Um, we, we see experts who are telling us that we're still not doing enough to keep um, uh, the, the global warming below 1.5 degrees. Um, do you feel that industry needs to take a leading role? Uh, yeah, I believe industry needs to take a leading role and, and there's mainly free scope for the industry uh, to make our, our, our world more sustainable, first of all. But there's also need to um, satisfy new customer. The new customer generation will look at sustainability impact of the industry uh, and we also need to attract talent and talent we also ask, are asking more and more in the interview, the newcomers, uh, uh, what your sustainability program. So there's three, three, three reasons. Uh, 
the impact, the environmental impact, the customer and the talent, but also we need uh, governmental involvement uh, to ensure that we are uh, um, uh, competing in the fair uh, uh, business world. We need to ensure that local company or good player are not disadvantaged for uh, unsustainable import or for a, a major greenwasher. Uh, greenwashing is not really uh, the long-term sustainability solution. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that that's really interesting, and I think that um, you know personally, I think that Europe is uh, is doing particularly well in on that sustainability debate at the moment. Um, so let me sort of in your in your past, you've been very much focused on the sales and operations planning, integrated business planning. Um, and it really comes to my mind that uh, sustainability should be a part of uh, the 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 IBP SNOP type discussion. What's your thoughts on uh, how do we integrate you know, sustainability into those types of uh, processes in the organisation? Mm, good question. I, I I I see that. Yeah. First of all, the world is becoming more uncertain every day. So we know we are in a VUCA situations and that will not go back probably. Um, so the legacy data and our legacy statistical model will be not sufficient. So more and more co open and constructive collaboration will be needed in the SNOP. And in that environment is where decisions are taken. We decide what we will do on the long term, on the midterm, and sometimes even on the short term. So this decision, this collaboration, this top uh, top uh, management decision on the planning and on the executions must, uh, uh, will need to uh, uh, have uh, the sustainability in the radar because the decision will impact the outcome. Uh, so I guess IBP and SONOP don't uh, uh, yet, um, I would tend to say, include sustainability. And in the last uh, turmoil situations, uh, the focus was much on, on solving the problem on the short terms, but more and more uh, sustainability uh, will, be key, will become key in IBP and SNOPs. You mentioned um, uh, earlier as well about customers and customer expectation changing. Um, is this something that you're um, actually seeing um, happening today? Are customers demanding more sustainable products? Yes, I would say it's start to come. So, so some some customers, and especially when I talk with my uh, kids that are uh, now now in the twenties. They are looking at sustainability uh, impact of the industry where they buy from. Uh, they want to minimize their impact. They're asking a lot of questions, and 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 we know this 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 the Gen Z uh, and 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 the 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 new generation are our customer of tomorrow. They they are the one that will ensure uh, our income on the long terms. And they are going to ask, they are asking, and they're going to ask. And and we saw in the last uh, years how these have been accelerated. And that um, uh, I cannot predict what will happen, but surely I believe uh, in our day-to-day -day life, uh, customer, young customer will ask more and more. So, and from a um, technology perspective, um, do you think that we need um, 
different uh, you know technologies such as you know in scenario planning uh, or digital swin di sorry digital twin simulations based um, on sustainability metrics um, I, I, I got good examples also discussing with peers the other day and uh, we could maybe go back to 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 the information we got from uh, uh, cop 27 we heard that if we got 1.5 global warming uh, we estimate that 19% of the population will suffer once a year of a major climate disruption. If we're going to go to 2% of climate warming, we can estimate that 37% of the population will suffer once a year of major climate disruption. So in general, we can see in the next decade or two decades, we can extrapolate that 20 to 40% of our global supply chain network, including tier two, tier three, and tier four supplier, will suffer from a major disruption. So we will need to react fast. We will need to uh, understand when there's a disruption somewhere, what's the impact of our global supply chain. And that will happen only if we have efficient digital twins. We all did some exercise using Excel. There's a disruption, what we do? We do a task force, we do hundreds and hundreds of analysis, but that cannot re be repeated with manual act. We, we, we need to automate that. We need to be more reactive. We need to be to face that uh, more often and to anticipate that. And digital twin will be necessary and will help us into that directions. Yeah, that that's actually um, uh, really important. That's really interesting. And you know, um, I, I'm sure that you've been through those. Um, you know, the, the, those war rooms, those crisis situations, and maybe that happens once every five years, but you're saying that that might be happening, you know, once every two months or <laughs> really frequently going forward. Uh, that's uh, a, a really interesting perspective. Um, and do you see any other digital transformations that can help us to become more sustainable? I, I guess, yes, I, I see one which is taking place in the transport. So more and more we saw digital transformation that help us to give visibility, to ensure to track where the goods are, and to ensure that we can give a reliable date to our customer. This will also help us in the future to better measure our CO2 impact. So this, this, this capability to measure um, the visibility of the transport and the CO2 impact of the transport will increase. And that technology will also can be then uh, uh, can feed back the planning actions to plan to have less CO2 uh, CO2 impact to have a bit uh, a lower um, environmental uh, impact. So this visibility in the transport will help us in customer satisfactions uh, and in uh, sustainability in in achieving enable us to achieve our sustainable target. So actually, that that's um, uh, in order to do that. What you're then talking about is connecting your transportation management system with your planning system in order to create that sort of um, th that customer satisfaction, but also then link that to um, your your CO2 emissions as well. Which uh, you know that that that's not really a, a, a or that that I think is a capability that we need to start developing. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. We 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 know that we will need to more and more in in starting by Europe to to declare our CO2 impact, our our our, our uh, environmental impact. We will need we start with approximations 
uh, we're going to get audit. We're going to have to demonstrate this number. We're going to have SBTI target. Uh, so we're going to become more and more precise. And with that precision, uh, with that knowledge, we will also feedback to the planning decision and that decision then will be uh, higher, of higher quality because then we will take decision in a way to reduce the environmental impact. Yes, so you're suggesting it's going to be a, an incremental journey rather than a huge, uh, you know, sudden change. Yes, I, I fully agree. Usually there's, there's been one big bang in our history and uh, usually the big bang in IT, in, in project development, they are never been successful. So I, I think it's going to be incremental uh, because we need to develop the technology and we need first of all to ensure that the people understand what is taking place and the process are adapted uh, you know to to make the, the the process the people are as much as important as the technology the technology is an enabler but the change comes from the people and the process so so stefano you've been around for for a long time in, in business and a, and a i guess a leader in the in this field um are you optimistic about the next few years and, and the, the, the future and what we can do in supply chain and supply chain planning to improve sustainability? I, I am optimistic because I'm optimistic by nature. Uh, and, 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 and I believe when we look at backwards, we, we, we can complain, but we uh, always as human have faced and have, uh, have managed uh, some of the major the major issue that we had uh, we just manage a pandemic uh, that uh, we didn't expect but i think we we manage at the end uh, that uh, that well so i and I, I believe ibp and if we go back to ibp and snop it's where the decision are taking place it's where collaboration between the different functions are taking place and i i believe that will be becoming more and more important to take the right decision whenever we talk about cost we talk about sustainability, we talk about service. It's where we're going to have to balance all these elements. And that's where uh, I think that will increase. And maybe what, what I dream of is maybe one day we are going to see a chief IBP officer coming, appearing in the industry uh, that are independent from sales, from operation or for finance, but they have their real, their strategic, strategic streams in the company and they are recognized as a pillar of the company. And, and I think that that would be a brilliant topic for another podcast about the, the chief IBP officer. I think we're, <laughs> we're, we would be, a, um, that would be an interesting discussion. But um, it's nice to end on a, on a positive note. And really thank you, thank you for taking part in this, this podcast today. Um, and um, you know, I look forward to hearing from you in the future and, you know, maybe hearing about this and, and other topics. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. Have a good day and stay in touch. Stay. Thank you. Bye.